Hey, welcome back to Sheepdogs Country. Again, let's do the podcast. What? <laughs> Got Sheepdogs no. Corner. Sheepdog Country. Not Sheepdogs Country. Well, it's you and it's country. I know. Sheepdogs. Okay, Sheepdog Country with two sheepdogs in it. That just doesn't yeah. say, that doesn't make sense. But anyways. Hey guys, uh just wanna clear yeah, you're out there. Hey, if you're liking this content, share it with people. Yeah. Share it with all your loved ones, all your like minded thinkers, all that good stuff. People that aren't like minded like you, maybe we'll put a little something in their head that a little, little something, pops something. them around right quick. Yep. But also, if you have any prayer requests, any of that good stuff, send it to sheepdogcountryaz at gmail.com. And then also follow us on Instagram at sheepdogcountry underscore podcast. Um, Not sheepdogs, so sheepdog. Sheepdog. It's single. Country. Single. And I apologize for ending the last podcast at a stopping point. My brother over here looked at me like I threw a karate chop at him, and he's just like, why? Because we're doing two back-to-back, and I just was really excited about this. And we ended the last one on fear that grips grips adults, right? Not just fear that grips kids, because my kids, for some reason, they don't watch scary movies, and that's why I threw out that scary movie sound. They don't watch them, but they're afraid of the dark. Have no clue. Zoe's the only one not because she's three. She just walks into dark. Ella, she's like, come on, follow me into the dark. Because. What, what's with that? I, we don't How do you get afraid of the dark as you get older? But as a little kid. But as a little kid, you just walk through a, she walks through a pitch, pitch black, black house. She walks through a pitch black house, fine. But so did Ella. And then I'll sit around four or five. All of a sudden, you're afraid of the dark. Gabe finally got over it. Because I have lights in his room. And he finally was like, oh, I'm fine now. But it just, it's. But because fear there. So we know fear creeps on little kids, afraid of the dark, things that, you know, that famous old book or movie, things that go bump in the night. We live on fear. Fear is what makes a lot of money. Fear is what builds. Wow. And I mean, Chucky was the thing I was afraid of as a kid, you know, the little Chucky doll. But now as adults, the real fear, not the stupid movie fear, and you hit one of them was peer pressure as adults, man. We get peer pressured yeah. and fear based to follow. And yeah. the big thing is be like the Joneses and yeah. people going to debt because they want to make sure their house looks like the next guy. Yeah. And it becomes a oh, dad gum, dude. We keep slapping toes. It becomes a, it becomes a, a fear. I'm afraid. I, I'm afraid of his feet. No, it becomes a fear based thing, right? Yeah. I got to be like them. I gotta dress like them. I gotta make sure my kids are in that school. Yeah. If not, I won't have the same education, or whatever it may be. So, kind of continue. What's some other major things that you see that are grabbing adults in fear? We said we said peer pressure. What's something other ones? Well, I mean, one thing we kind of hit on a little bit in the last one. Our kids. Yeah. I mean. Right. We want to make sure kids are protected and all that stuff all the time. Yeah. And sometimes even when there's nothing around and nothing, like, we get all, like, antsy about oh, yeah. what they're... Because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to get... I mean, not only that, we live in Arizona, which is number one state for child sex trafficking. Yep. In the United States of America. Yep. I'm 
really thankful I have two little... They're not... You got two little boys. Yeah. And I got two little girls. Yeah. And one of them I don't, was... I don't... One was blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. And that... Not saying that Ella's not, but that's... That's the market. Yeah. They talk about. Oh, we want the blonde hair, blue eyed little... Yeah. I'm like... Because they want the quote-unquote American standard. Catch a shotgun in your throat, you come near my girl and cause <laughs> harm. Yeah. I don't care. Hey. I, I, okay, so I'm in prison. I preach yeah. even more. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in prison have me respect when they heard that, oh, a sex trafficker was going to take your baby and you shot him in the throat with a shotgun. You're cool with us. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want in prison, man. You're, you defended your baby girl. I don't think anyone... Because most guys in prison are not sex eat, people. Eat. They're... They're, they're, most are in there for other issues, and that's their morals. They they know they they got their own moral system. Yeah. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing <laughs> right. you want to do in prison is go to prison as a pedophile. Oh that's boy, the last thing you want. To, but let's get off that. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, didn't bode too well for Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> no. So um, so we're talking about fear, so fear of our children. I think also, and this goes into the thing I kind of wanted to allude to a little bit and hit is. We look at, oh, fear of the future for our kids, how it's going to be in America. And, man, we could get caught in all the conspiracy theories and all this stuff. Oh, the bombs are coming and this. I mean, people have been talking World War Three since World War Two. you know, the next big war. And I'm sure they thought Korea was going to be that. I'm sure they thought Vietnam was going to be that. I'm sure they thought Desert Storm. Desert Storm. And it's always been that fear. What is going to be like my, the stability for my family in America? Well, the stability for a family in America has changed from the stability it was just a couple of years ago. Now it's uncertain. We, it's the world's just kind of con chaotic. America's no longer the strong superpower it was. It still is, but when leadership flips and things happen, we become a laughing stock, we, and that's what's funny. It's like, we we still got the muscle, just the person charged didn't know how. You we know. don't have the brain. We got the muscle. <laughs> Yeah. So we don't got the mental capacity or the mental fortitude yeah. to stand up. Like I remember when President Trump stood up to Kim Young Jin, I think, in North yeah. Korea. Kind of punked him. Kind of threw out to like, hey, you want some? And it backed the dude up. Yeah. But we had our greatest uh, ambassador over there. I'm so glad that Dennis Rodman, <laughs> that, that Dennis Rodman was the ambassador for America. Who made him the ambassador? Who knows? But. <laughs> he was he was the ambassador to North Vietnam because we need and uh, hopefully people can really know that we're joking. We need more Dennis Rodman's speaking piece. Oh yeah, because that dude was. Well, there's a movie by Jack Nicholson, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest in the seventies. That's kind of what I think when I don't mean to speak ill will of Dennis Rodman, but when you do a big marriage to yourself back in yeah. the day. It just kind of doesn't really. He might have been, he might be fine now, but you know, just past track record. I always liked his hair though. His hair was always a cool color. You didn't know what it was. Fantastic. (laughs) And you didn't know. Cheetah print one day. (laughs) And and he started getting more piercings. So, you know, nothing wrong with that, but I was just laughing going, when he all of a sudden was like, he's the ambassador? I thought it'd be like ex presidents or congressmen or like Jimmy Carter was an ambassador. People that, you know. Let me say this. I'd much rather have him over there as an ambassador than some of our ex-presidents. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. But again, what we're talking about is, even with that, we had a, a president at that time stop a potential 
threat that was trying to punk America. Yeah. And he said, oh, I'm going to shoot nukes. I'm going to shoot nukes. Oh, you are? Huh? You know, kind of like, I dare you. Let's see what you got. Now, people have zero fear of America, which they shouldn't, but they're like, ah, you guys ain't got nothing going on. Even though we still have all the muscle, we just, so we don't know in our country what it's going to be like in 10 years. Yeah. And that's that fear that people come into is going, yeah. I don't know where it's going to be. Like when I was told people, you were the last class that I had as a youth pastor pretty close to it. So when I was doing youth at kids your age, till now I would have never thought we'd be 15 years, 18 years down the road where it's at now. Yeah. Would have never dreamed that we'd be in this chaos. Yeah. Just like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> Everything's jacked up, you yeah. know? And it's only potentially going to get worse. Now there's threat that we could be going to war. 15, 18 years down the road, but that's even just coming off me graduating was just coming off a couple years after yeah. 9-11. Exactly. <laughs> and now there's possible war against, we're here against Russia. And, you know, China, they're not, I'm like, it's always there. That talk's always there. But I'm like, eventually the trigger's going to be pulled. And what, and so that's a fear. And again, when you don't know God, you get in that panic. You, you really, go ahead. Really how Russia laid dormant when yeah. Trump was in office? Oh, they just laid dormant. They just like. We've talked we're, about. We're, we're not going to do anything. Hey, <laughs> we talked about Putin and people. I'm like, you know what? They had a picture of him out hunting. Yeah, with his shirt off. With his shirt off. With like scratches all over. I'm like, if that was a legit picture, I'm like, I-, I could take that as my leader. Oh, yeah, that's a manly man. Yeah. I'm with a shotgun down. I'm like, now Donald Trump may not have that, that, phys- that physique. But I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, but he was a patriot for his country. You can't knock that. He was a patriot for Russia, and he's about Mother Russia. Yeah. So everyone clearly knows what Putin's about. Yeah. And when we had President Trump in, everyone knew he was about America, not about anything else. Yeah. And now when we get back into the uncertainty, that causes fear. Yeah. And most presidents have always been uncertain. Mm-hmm. So for a while, though, we saw somebody that said, this is what it's about, and kind of brought a little bit of mental stability. And then it goes back to uncertain again. Because most presidents don't care about America. They say they do, but they just care about being a political world figure. Instead of saying, no, I want to see stability in my country. And to me, I get behind that. Like Carrie Lake's trying to run in for governor. She wants stability in Arizona. I can get behind that. Not just, oh, we're just going to be another state. No, we're tired of the corruption. We're tired of this. I want to see stability in Arizona. I can stand with that because I live in Arizona. I don't live in another state, so I'm not going to vote for another. I, I can say that's a good person. But for here, this is what I want. We got a great sheriff in our county. I can get behind that. Yeah. You know, if we had a cuckoo sheriff, I wouldn't be behind it. But Sheriff Mark Lamb is a good guy. So yeah. he, he wants stability. And he brought stability during the COVID. Yeah. He was one that brought stability in this county through God, but he brought it. He's the one that says, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're going to have peace. We want people to feel safe. So by not forcing things made people feel safe. If you wanted to wear a mask, you did. If you want to do a COVID shot, you can. But I'm not going to force you. So that brought a sense of security. That well, and it also kept peace because it didn't turn one against the other. Yeah, it, right. And it didn't allow what? Fear. Yeah. To enter. Like that kill? Like King Kong guy just killed a gnat just like Mr. Or Miyagi. if he did like the jungle to jungle. Mr. Miyagi style. Caught him with some... No. 
You, oh, you, no, jungle, the jungle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he got the blow dart and he's like shooting flies. <laughs> so again, fear. What's another one you think that you're seeing in adults in America right now that fear's coming in and dictating? I mean, parents. parents. I mean, so because of all people our age, their parents are. Right. 60 plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. COVID, all that stuff. Fear them dying. Yeah. Fear them dying. My dad had COVID and he was having trouble breathing. And my mom, no one did anything wrong. We were looking at medical stuff. And so we all started thinking, oh, boy, what about this? What about that? And I started thinking a little fear. And I had to stop myself and say, no. By his stripes, which is Jesus, my dad is healed. So I had to apply that. He had double pneumonia, went to the doctor, they got it treated. He's fine. But I was getting myself into fear real quick. Yeah. I think another one's fear in marriage. You know, think about that. I'm afraid, what is my spouse doing? Where are they at? Or are they cheating? I'm like, if you both go to church, trust God. Well, my spouse, they're, they're, they stay up late. Just trust God, man. If they're doing something wrong, take it to God first. Yeah. Don't be that person. Take it to God. Let God deal with it. But if you can't have trust in the marriage or trust with what's going on, again, it's that perfect love. So if your marriage is based on perfect love, then you don't have fear in your marriage. If your job and you're on perfect God's perfect love in your job, there's not going to be fear in there. Like I worked no. out of juvenile detention. I put in God's perfect love in my scenario at the job, and I never had fear. Other people hated it there because it was fear. So just to me, it's like that answer that we hit is that perfect love. Yeah. So, uh, I'm more, rambling a lot too. One, one more thing. This, this really hits probably adults and certain kids as well. Yeah. The fear of failure. Oh, dude, never thought about that one. Never thought about that. Because. Huh. We are always, well, mm. I almost say always, because now it's getting to be where everybody's just okay with you being a lump of crap and floating through life. True. But. That used to never be. But growing up, we always had dreams. Yes. Dreams that we wanted to accomplish, things that we wanted to do, and especially like. I think it hits pretty hard in in the Christian realm because we have another set of dreams. Yeah. We have promises that God's proclaimed over our life. Um, and some of that time we sit there and we'll be going through life and doing everything that we're supposed to do. And then... Someone else gets promoted into a position mm. that mm. we think, and then someone right. else gets promoted. Yeah, yeah. And you say, like, God, like, what about me? What? Yeah. Or no, just what about me? What am I doing wrong? Yeah, right, 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 right. Why are people that were my juniors, yeah, being put in the places that I want to be? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the answer is. It's not the right time. Yeah. And I have something much better for you. But to us, <laughs> yeah, 
in the moment, in the situation, we can like, like did I mess up? And it, we can we can yeah. start doing that self loathing, mm. doing the mm. job. What did I do wrong? Yeah, right. What? Why is stuff not going the way that? Like, have I sinned? Have I done like? Well, you start evalu- some- you start evaluating your own life. Like I did that with our church because yeah. you came from a big church. I was at a big church before, and. Living Waters was never a big church. And even today, now today, I guess in today's standards, we're considered a medium-sized church at 120 people. Okay. That's a medium-sized church in America now, which is strange. Yeah. And almost on the size of being a big church. Not a mega church, but it, before that used to not be. Yeah. It's, and, right? It's, it's a mega church in our old days. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> you know, but I mean, it, in in normal standards, they're like, oh, okay, you get, but. So I used to always go, God, I'm doing sin. I must be messing up because our church is not growing and I'm comparing this and I got all, you know, I'm looking at all these other churches and they got all the right things and they're thriving. And yet when we came onto the property here, I told people we had a yacht but didn't have the, didn't we had the crew members. That's what we had. And then when COVID hit, we had the yacht and we were able to, Hold the people. Like, we had the ark. It's pretty much that's been... We built an ark, and we're in the desert. Yeah. And we're waiting around going, what's going to happen? Because we never had an ark. We never had a boat. So we finally got the boat built, and we're like, well, what's going on? And now we're still in it. So now i got this problem of, you see on Sunday, we had when it's in 15, 20 people, and there was no room in here. And we're still trying to build a building. And so... The fear that comes in... You got like 20 people coming on the 27th. What's that? I got like 20 people coming on 27th. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, great. That's going to be a lot. Oh, boy. I told them to get here 30 minutes early. No fear. No fear. No fear. No fear. But that fear of failure is very much rampant in the church because I even had a person when I was in Texas at this minister's conference. The guy asked me, how many people are at your church? That's a loaded question. That's a question that causes, oh, you're not successful because your church ain't big. And I was with Pastor Robert. Or he was trying to measure his church up against your church. Well, no, he was just a traveling minister because he was trying to bait himself to come and talk. He wanted to talk. So I was going, if I would have said I had 50,000, he would have said, oh, I'd love to come speak at your church. When I said I had 120, he goes, oh, all right, man, have a good day. Instant walked out. I looked at Robert and said, exactly. Because people measure success by numbers and like so i said ridiculous. from where you came you were at a good sized church not there wasn't the numbers here god don't measure by numbers he looks at the heart and when you look at that success it's based on what are people doing for the kingdom and i told god i said god you've got a lot of people that are doing stuff for the kingdom it might not be the numbers but guess what we got people that are doing things and moving and we're developing sheepdogs yeah. not Massive numbers, because that trickles in in time. That starts coming in. Yeah. But we just say, oh, we want to have 5,000 people, but only five people doing stuff. Yeah, That's not a successful church. No. That's a church that's failing, because you just got a bunch of pew sitters. Yeah, And that's not, but again, we're dictated by, even in the church, the church, Christian world, numbers means everything. Or how many people you went to Jesus this month? None. Oh, then you're not really out there living for Jesus, <laughs> right? It's like, mm. and that's what the word. So that mm. fear, that fear there. Yeah, you know. It, I know we're it's, rambling. It's so ridiculous to me. Well, yeah. It, it, <clears throat> here's the thing. Like, that's a perfect analogy. Having an arc with a crew, or 
Yeah. And not having the the patrons to come. <laughs> but um the fun thing is it is even the church that I came from today in today's day it wouldn't be called a mega church. No. It's a big church. Big but church, but not a me- When we're comparing it to, like, take, for example, like, Joel Osteen, who got pounded, though. COVID killed him. Almost killed him. He, he went down to, like, he goes, oh, I had maybe 200 people during COVID because that's all we could have. And when you got a church of 30,000 people, he yeah. goes, that causes a lot of fear. And he had to learn how to then do for TV, but better. But I'm like, oh, 200 people, that's great for us. We'd be, but guess what? That's uh, so we we thrived, but yeah. I mean you know, so I look at a mega or like Doctor Cho's church back in, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a one in a lifetime kind of thing, but exactly not a huge, not a mega church, but a big church. Yeah, yeah, and we had something like a hundred and a hundred twenty volunteers a weekend. Right, right, like. It was a massive undertaking that's, every weekend. Yeah. And that's, man, we could get on a whole other rambling about getting in the game and not sitting on yeah, the man. bench and all that stuff. But well, And it's kind of funny because people have been talking about that here more, even having dreams. Yeah. Because we don't want to be a church. We want to have our serving like 80%. We want the 80-20. Yeah. Where it's normally, it is 80-20. 20 do all the work. No, we're going to have 80% of people do all the work for the 20% that doesn't. Yeah. We're going to, we're different people anyway, so we're going to start praying for that. 80% of the people serving their people go, oh, no, I do here. I serve here. And having 120 people serve at that church is great because that wasn't a church of 10,000 people. No. So that ratio was strong. The church is about 1,000. Yeah, that's a That's a good, you're hitting it. Yeah. You're hitting it good. I mean, that's, that's a good undertaking of people coming in and serving so yeah. and it could have had more no yeah. still could have had more that's well, the thing but but that's not right that's a big undertaking to take so yeah so but i think i'll fear we're <laughs> the the fear of failure yeah like we we literally have to and I'm I'm kind of was reminded of that because it's part of what my sermon is going to be on the 27th is that we can get so caught up in the situation around us Mm. and with anything where failure of sickness or whatever we get so caught up with with the things around us and we start questioning Mm. God like why is this happening but if you don't, if you're not listening to him answer, and you start listening to the devil putting his two cents in on everything, yeah, you're not good enough. Right, you never will be. Right, he's not going to answer that prayer. Yeah, and all this stuff. Then <laughs> you're going to find yourself a few months down the road, be all racked up and. Your self-loathing, depression, everything, uh, self-medicating with different kinds of sin. Right? No. <laughs> like, yeah. that that's what happens. That is. I'm, I'm not saying this because it's something that 
if you're, I've heard of. Yeah, if I've you're not some... medicating on God's word and allowing that to be your healing, you're going to find yourself in the bottle. You're going to find yourself doing drugs. You're going to find yourself in pornography. Mm-hmm. You're going to find yourself in the arms of another person. You're going to find doing something. Or, you, or one, I knew a person that they medicated. They did their medication by working out. They were at the workout club for four hours a day. Yep. And their marriage failed because that became their medication. Yep. Constantly working out. I'm feeling good, but guess what? I need the gym. i got to be at the gym. No, you don't. But that became their yep. addiction. Anything outside of God is that self-medication, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know? and guys, anything we talk about in here that's not something that we've just heard of, we've lived mostly or, everything. Or, and we've seen it. <laughs> yeah. We've, and, and, and that's a hard thing, so. Mm. You know, everything that, every bit of fear that this world can dish out, there's an answer for it in the Word. Amen. There's an answer for it in Jesus. Maybe it's just not the time and something better going to open up down the road. Or um, maybe it's just a stretching of faith where you mm. need to keep that faith a little bit longer. Right. And hold out and know that God's going to come through for you. And I'm so, not going to give away my whole story. No, so what on, on February 27th at the church, what are you going to be preaching on? Just your words. Anticipation. Anticipation. It's going to be yeah. out of Luke 9. Is that, or Luke, where you, is that? No, no. I, you I just was open just, your Bible. Yeah, this, this is what so I was reading earlier. So it's on anticipation. And actually, right now, I said we just we close this up on this one thought is let's pray for people. Because that fear, fear of failure, I think that's one that we hit. The, that's probably the most strong, as I'm sensing, in the spirit world right now, the spirit realm, is people are struggling with failure. I think some even listening right now, this is going to go on and on and on. And anyone that hears this message, they're going to say, yeah, that's probably me, man. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just now. It's not just a timely word. This is one of those words I believe is going to reach from now on. And if you're dealing with that fear of failure, that spirit that's causing that fear of failure, first of all, we just need to bind that spirit because that's not you. If you're a child of God, that fear of failure, quit listening to the enemy telling you you're a failure because you are God's kid. You need to know that. And if you're not God's kid, we need to pray that you understand that Jesus loves you, that he went to the cross for you, that he died, was buried, and God resurrected him so that we could be set free. And that fear or failure, you got to throw it off in Jesus' name and say, no, it says in word that if anyone b- believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will be saved. So saying, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior, and I believe what you did on the cross. If you say that right now, Jesus, I need you. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross. I receive you today. You are saved. And for those of us that are saved, that are allowing fear to come in, We need to stop it right now. We need to end it right now and bind that spirit and that failure, that self-defeating, self-beating-us-up mindset. That's not you. So I want you to, if you're listening to this in your car, at home, I want you to say, that's not me any longer. Come on. That's not me any longer. I'm not going to have this with me. So we're going to pray against that. You got a scripture you're finding right now? Yeah, I was looking for... Which one? Um, we could ask people to help us on the podcast, but it's going to be too late then. They won't be able to help. 
Matthew. Um, On scripture. But I, 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 I was I can quote it almost. Word. But it says, uh, what do you add to your life by worry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do not worry about the lilies of the field, no. the birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. What you don't you don't add any by worrying time to your life by worrying. Yes. Yes. Look at the birds. They don't store, they don't harvest, but God takes care of them. Yes. They you look at the lilies and not any not even Solomon all of his splendor will be dressed like one like it's Yeah. The thing is is that when we worry, we See, I was looking at Mark. I don't know why. Uh, find it. Yeah, but, but no, it's true. Yeah. Um. Even all these different things that we can sit here and worry about, we can ponder on. Oh we can, yeah. And we can just drive ourselves crazy sitting here, just over analyzing everything in the world about everything in the world. We can literally just know that God's got you. Amen. It 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 doesn't matter what the situation is, what you're going through. If you just put your trust in Jesus, keep going. He's gonna take care of you. That's it. That's that's all it is. Um, and we just, I mean that that's that's the epitome of can't find it either. I'm worried. I can't find the Bible scripture. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're worried about not finding no, yeah. stuff about worrying. Well, uh, yeah, uh, and but, that's true. That's true. Anyways, but we just want we just really want to let you know that whatever you're going through, whatever fear might be um, eating you up right now, mm-hmm. God's got you. Amen. Um, I won't. I do want to read something that I read earlier today. Okay. Um, I was talking about Jarius the or the Roman, no, not the Roman soldier. Um, he had the twelve-year-old girl that oh, was the the the, crippled. the priest, yeah, the and synagogue his, ruler. His friend, his friends came mm-hmm. and told him, "No reason to come. Your daughter's already passed away." And when Jesus heard this, he turned to Jarius and said, "Don't yield to your fear. Have faith mm-hmm. in me." That's good. And she will live again. Don't yield to your fear. So don't That's don't good. yield to it. Don't yield to Just fear. Have, have faith that Jesus is going to take care of it, and um, just pray and believe, and don't listen to that super devil. They Remember, we're sheep dogs. Sheep dogs don't fear. Sheep dogs don't fear. They listen to the shepherd, and they do what the shepherd says. So as a sheepdog, you got to learn to make that transformation, going from sheep to sheepdog and saying, I'm not going to be in fear anymore. And if the enemy comes in, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use prayer. I'm going after the enemy and reminding him he's a wolf and he can't be in my pasture anymore. He can't attack my family, can't attack my job. I don't care if the job's secular. You are sent to that job to be light and you pray over that job just as um, Joshua or just as Joseph was in Egypt. You're doing the same thing. That's the job you pray over. Pray over your family. Pray over your church. Uh, pray for your pastor. Pray for the law enforcement. Pray for other sheepdogs to be strong. The military, whatever it is, no. praying for them. But no more fear. So let's wrap this one up, buddy. That's good. Let's, yeah. I'll let you. Hey, guys. 
That and that's the power of mm. just getting in the word every day. That's it. Just that's why it's so important, and we need to stay in it. And uh, mm. anyways, Lord, we just thank, thank you and we you. praise you. We thank you that you got our back every day. Yes. You got our six every yes. day of the week, and uh, we just ask that you would bless everyone that hears this, bless their ears, keep them, keep them coming back because we want to fill them and bless them and encourage them in their walk and with you um, and how we can face this world in a confident manner, knowing that you have every bit of good intention for us and in the things that not just good intention, you have good plans for us. You have a plan that will uh, rectify any situation and that's just walking with you every single day. And, uh, Lord, we just ask that you would bless everyone that's hearing this. Keep them safe while they're driving and uh, going to work and all that good stuff. And uh, let's uh, break it out for next time. Mm -hmm. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Swig of holy water for the working man. Holy, yeah, swig of holy water. (laughs) Sheepdog country. Yeah, not sheepdogs country. Sheepdog country. We love you guys. Have a blessed one. Amen. Amen. I still pause. I just still